Hey, what's up, you hooligans? We're back with episode five. But before we get into this, I will give my thoughts and prayers to those on the coast and in Florida that are being affected and having to evacuate by Hurricane Ian. Dylan? Yeah, it's, you know, it, and the, the reason we're bringing that up is, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Justin, uh, a lot of games being moved, um, South Carolina, Florida, um, a lot of teams along the East Coast and in Florida games being moved, so it just kind of ties into, we talk sports, but also um, it's it's good to see that player safety, coach safety, fan safety, everything's being put into account here, and obviously these games have to be played, so because college football is weird. You can't reschedule games like you can in the NFL or whatever. So, uh, yeah, thoughts and prayers with everybody in Florida and up and down the East Coast because I think it made landfall as a Category 4, if I'm not mistaken. But this isn't a meteorologist podcast, so that's all we're going to say about that. And with that, what a crazy weekend of college football. Overtime games. Up and down. It's fun. Great games. Yeah. It's fun. Some shocker games. <clears throat> it was it wasn't nowhere near as fun as uh week two, but still a good weekend of football nonetheless. Yeah, great weekend of football. NFL was I can't remember what happened, but we'll get into that. Um <clears throat> the, the Braves and Mets are currently tied. So yeah, we'll that get happened into that. last night. Yeah. yeah, that happened last night. We'll get into that. And then we'll talk about NASCAR and whose driver finished ahead of who. And gear up for some Talladega this weekend. Oh, that's this okay. weekend? It is this weekend. Oh, wow. You going? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Dang. Is it supposed to rain? It should it should? Nah, it's clear. It was supposed to in the pot in the uh, forecast, but it's looking clear for. It, it was just Saturday, but now Saturday's looking clear and Sunday's been clear. So, yeah, the hurricane. It's it's shifting. It's getting further and further away from us here in Alabama. So we'll just catch the back winds and rain off of it. I didn't know Talladega was this weekend. I don't really. Oh know yeah, obviously. So. I know you're going to have a blast. So, right, you uh, you want to take this one? Yeah, let's start with Georgia being the first game of the day. Um, giving up 22 to Kent State. Well, sort of the first game of the day. It was 11 a.m. kickoff, so. Yeah, we don't talk about 11 a.m. kickoffs on this podcast. Well, they're usually pretty boring, but. This one's interesting because Georgia gave up 22 to a Kent State squad. Uh, coming into this game, 3-0, and only giving up 10 combined. And you give up 22 to Kent State. To uh, arguably the worst team you've played all year. Yeah, I was looking at that and thinking that too. You played Oregon, Samford, and South Carolina. And, I mean, honestly, I think Kent State could probably beat South Carolina. But the other two, I don't, I don't know that Kent State could – beat Samford or Oregon, so, um, I mean, who who does, Georgia's got Missouri this week, so can you really argue, you know, we we like to give these teams excuses, say maybe they're looking ahead, but 
is there even an argument for Georgia here? Did they just have a little slip up? No, we're not looking ahead to Missouri. There's not a single team in NCAA Division One football is looking ahead to Missouri. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I didn't watch the game. Um, it was one of those games where I look at it and I'm like, okay, Georgia Kent State, 40, 30, 40 points, and by halftime, Georgia. Yes, yeah, so so. I turned it on when it was. I think it was 29 to 22 Georgia was winning. And then they scored a touchdown, and then that's how I turned it off. I don't know what the exact score was, but I think it was within a touchdown. 30, 39-22, 17-point value. So it's not like like anybody's hitting a panic button in Athens, right? No, Nobody's like, oh, no, we gave up. T-. Like, you still won by 17. Like, win's a win at the end of the day. Uh, I think this is one of those games you look at where NIL and the transfer portal and all this, it helps football. Uh, it's helping football build, closing these gaps. I'm, I'm in no way saying Kent State is close to Georgia. I'm just saying that the, the, gap, the talent yeah, gaps they're, they're are not. closing. The talent gaps are closing. And teams that don't usually compete are competing. Appalachian State, James Madison, first year in the FBS, they're undefeated. I mean, so the, these gaps, all this stuff, it's closing, and it's football's going to be entertaining. I, I think five years from now, you're going to see a lot of different teams competing, especially since the playoffs expanding. So it's going to be really fun. Uh, I think we got to, like I said, five more years, give the NIL time to continue to grow, and it's going to be fun. Um, I do have an interesting yeah, statistic real quick. The- 4-0 and Kansas Jayhawks? Yeah, forget my statistic, honestly, because 4-0, uh, what what was the first 4-0 start since 2010 or 09? I don't remember. 2009. Um, it's very impressive. It was a huge win at home. They sold out. They're probably going to sell out again this, this weekend. The fans are behind them, man. Yeah. And I say, with the chaos that happened in week two, are we looking at a 2007 season all over again? One of the best um, seasons to watch as a think college so. football fan. I, I, I still think you, you've got three teams at the top that are just ahead of everybody else, and that is Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. Uh, they're ahead. They're just too far ahead of everybody. Um, but behind them, that fourth playoff spot in five and six – it's you know New Year's Six Bowl. They're going to be looking, they're going to be looking a lot different than what we're used to seeing in those bowl games. What happens if Kansas wins out? Yeah, that's interesting to ask, right? So you're saying they go twelve and zero and win the Big Twelve? Yeah. I, <laughs> do they get a playoff spot? I mean, you would hope so. They would have to beat a lot of good teams. I mean that that would but that's interesting name, to throw that out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's interesting to throw yeah, out just, there. Just a little, just a little yeah, thought. because I mean, because then the argument's going to come up of if Alabama and Georgia go into the SEC championship game. There's two teams right there. If they're both 12 and 0 when they play each other, you know, no matter who wins or loses, they're both in the playoff, right? Yep. So, and then Ohio State more than likely going to win the Big Ten. If you have an undefeated ACC champion. 
whether that is Clemson or NC State at this point, because I'm thinking Florida State might. I, I don't know. They 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 look good. They could win the ACC, I guess. Uh, but it would have to just at that point, like you said, I think Kansas' name might tarnish them a little bit if you have an undefeated Clemson or NC State win the ACC, right? And that's when it'll come down to resumes, and we'll see more of a clear picture later in the season. I mean, Kansas completely. The wheels could come off, and they could throw it all away. They, but regardless, yeah, very well they could. weren't supposed to win this many games, and it's only week. What we yeah, week four. we mentioned it last week. Their win total for the season was three and a half, two and a half. I don't remember. I think it was two and a half because they were three and zero, oh and they were already over it. And now they're four and zero, oh and so you've already doubled what Vegas predicted you to do. So, hey, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Rock, rock, chalk. Jayhawk. You know, you know when they hired Les Miles a few years back, uh, I really thought he might be able to go in there and do something. Like well, the reason he got fired was something he did at LSU. So true, true. He didn't. I guess he didn't really get a chance to turn it around. I mean, he did. He did win some games though. Right. Whew. I don't even want to know. Like what? Let's talk about Auburn. Auburn and Missouri. I don't know. I don't know how you lose the game twice and still win the game. <laughs> I mean, I was watching this just unfold. I, I think I watched from like the third quarter on. Yeah. I, I was watched, just watching. I, I didn't know what was going on. So I mean, are these are these the two worst teams in the SEC? No. Vanderbilt plays in the SEC. I'm sorry, but Auburn and Missouri can handle Vandy. Uh but they're they're down there. They're they're bottom of the barrel. Is Missouri watched... beating Vandy? I don't think Missouri beats Vandy. Interesting. I think they do. Uh, I watched the game pretty much start to finish. Uh, I was flipping back and forth between a few games, so I might have missed a play here and there. Auburn came out really hot. I mean, I thought they were about to blow Missouri. They jumped out 14 to nothing. Offense looked good under Ashford at quarterback, and I was like, okay, they found their quarterback. And then – I don't I don't know what they changed their play calling. I don't know what changed or if Missouri's defense just stepped up. But but I flipped over and came back and it was 14 to 14 and I was like, what happened? <laughs> and so pretty much you said you watched from the third quarter, so you watched what I watched. Well, just I think uh, Ashford got hurt. Yeah, he did go out, but he came back. So it it might have maybe it affected the way they started ch- they changed their play call around his injury but you since you said you watched pretty much from the third quarter on you watched what I watched it was a complete punt fest in the second half neither offense did anything so basically you go to halftime 14-14 you go to overtime 14-14 and honestly right before the end of that game yeah, but the, the how they how they got to overtime yeah no no, they no. Got yeah, to that, that's what I'm talking about right at what? the end of regulation what are we doing Drink with why? Why aren't you scoring a touchdown? Even if you leave time on the clock, your defense has been stopping them. Why? Why did I? <laughs> I was speechless to say the least. And then, like, because that's a lot of not pressure. even that. Not not even that. Why are you not at least? You're not gonna at least try to score. Yeah, they they were over here talking up. about the thicker kicker. I love the thicker kicker. I I'm, I hate that he missed. I wanted to see him make it. But you don't take warm-up kicks? What are we doing? He was just chilling on the sideline, bro. He didn't care. 
He was over there like, yeah. You, I got t- you this. telling I me this. Missouri couldn't have scored? Missouri could have scored a touchdown. They, scored. they had Auburn's defense on their heels the whole that whole drive. They had timeouts. They were taking these. I mean, the thing the thing that killed me is you just. All right, so that's it. the first way they lost. You, yeah, you you just mentioned it. The kicker was not warming up, and then like we just said, Missouri could have scored a touchdown and just ended this game altogether. But they tried to line up a kick. And with the way this football season has gone, the kicks we've seen all year long, I would I would have just been like, "Hey, this is not the year for the college kicker." So I would not have had. I, I would have just scored. But he misses. Also, at the same time, at the same time, you can't blame him. Like you have the game. It's 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 more or less an extra no, point to win the game. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. It's easy for us yeah. to sit here and say, "Well, you could have scored." When it's a chip shot field goal, you, your field goal kicker should be able to knock in a 23-yard field goal, I think is how far it was. But he misses, and you go to overtime, and what does Missouri defense do? They did what they did the whole fourth quarter, the whole second half. Shut Auburn down, force a field goal. <clears throat> and yeah, then they, so, uh, Missouri's running yeah. back, Nathaniel Pete. What are you doing? He would, from what I gathered, he had the from, touchdown. Yeah, from what I gathered, I don't. He was swapping hands to reach for it, but I'm pretty sure he was gonna score regardless. He wasn't. It wasn't. Let's let's go Why ahead and say this. Reaching? He wasn't exactly. dropping the ball reaching? to celebrate. He was not dropping the ball to celebrate a touchdown. I saw somebody say that, and I'm like, this guy is an idiot. He was not he got butterfingers. Yeah, he was no. not dropping that ball to celebrate. He went. He had it in his left hand. And he swapped to the right, and as he swapped to the right, it just slipped straight out of his hand. I don't know why he was reaching. Regardless of if he doesn't score and he goes out of bounds at the one, your odds of winning that game are tremendous at that point. Like, if, if you just busted that run, what makes you think you can't score a one-yard touchdown? You can't get a half a yard? But in the end, he fumbles it in the end zone. I don't even, I don't even think he had to reach. No. I think he could have just I walked it in. I think he would have just kept going. He would have scored. But, again, that hindsight's twenty twenty, right? He 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 was devastated, you could tell, as he was walking off the field. And he fumbles into the end zone. Auburn recovers for a touchback. Game over. And, I mean, that was probably one of the most pathetic games I've ever seen. And what I gather from that is that Harson bought himself – Another week, but we'll no, get into Harson. We'll Harson didn't buy himself anything. Later. <laughs> he, Eli did. Drinkwitz on the other sideline bought Harson some extra time because yeah, that true. Auburn Auburn's play and coaching in that game, their execution, everything was the poorest I think I've ever seen a team. I, it was just pathetic, man. And then, like for us, it was a boring game to watch. But you know, Alabama and LSU in two thousand and eleven. The nine six game. Same way. I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought that was boring, but since we were fans of the two teams, it was fun to watch. But that was also two of the best defenses I ever stepped foot ever on a yeah, college football field. That, that was at the same time. But in the end, Auburn pulls out a very necessary, needed victory over Missouri. Just your typical Jordan Hare game. Yeah, and Jordan Hare voodoo, man. It, it's never gonna go away, I guess. They got they they that that stadium's built on a burial ground or something. Yeah, I guess we'll find out Saturday. Yeah, big game Saturday. 
All right, enough of this pathetic. <laughs> we just had to talk about it because it was so sad. Uh, yeah, the mediocre Big Twelve. Uh, what did we do? We did Baylor, Iowa State. Baylor. I think you picked Iowa State. Iowa they State. almost did it. They almost did it. That Iowa State defense is something else, man. I thought Iowa State. Are you going to get the win that you always get that you don't deserve? Almost. Because your time's running out. They almost got it, man. Because Oklahoma's not going to lose another game. I have some question marks now for Baylor. I thought they were maybe the best team in the Big 12. And they they lose to BYU on the road, obviously. And now this close game against Iowa State. Now, like I just said, Iowa State has a really good defense. But come on. I'm pretty sure Baylor at one point was up 17. I mean, yeah, I don't know how you're giving up 24 to them. Exactly. And only well, putting up 31, up but again, Iowa State Iowa has State. a great defense. But <sighs> it was I, – I thought Iowa State was going to pull that one out. I really did. Just mainly because of their defense. At least, it's, at least Iowa State has offense – yeah, I don't have much to say about this game because I didn't watch it. I didn't watch a lot of games, honestly. I talked about it in the last episode, though. We can Michigan. They uh, they're out of conference schedule. They've had a few cupcake games. They're winning fifty, sixty to nothing, whatever you want to call it. Maryland rolls in and thirty-four twenty-seven. Michigan wins, but Maryland almost went into Ann Arbor and got a huge win on the road. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the Big Ten or Maryland. But I don't think Maryland's a good team. No, I don't. They're, I think they're usually bottom bottom of the Big Ten. Not especially to be struggling against Maryland when you're at home. Now, Maryland does have a decent offense. You know, Tua, Tunga Viola's little brother, he is their quarterback. I forget his name. But he, he is Maryland's starting quarterback, and – He's he's not as good as Tua, but he he's still a good quarterback. And so Maryland's offense is good, but I don't like you said. I'm pretty sure Maryland's not that good. And for Michigan to get, be at home and only win by seven, again a win's a win. But some of these games you got to look at and just you should have won by more. And like I discussed last week, Michigan, you lose to Ohio State at the end of the year, which I'm pretty sure you're going to do. Your one loss right there hurts because you don't have a signature win. So your your out of conference sucks, and then the, your conference, for the most part, doesn't have many good teams. It's not looking too good for you. Well, they got Penn State. Yeah, that's not many good teams. They got they got Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Wisconsin, they're, I mean, <laughs> so. I mean, we're just jumping conference to conference, so let's just go to the ACC now. I did watch this game. What a freaking game. Clemson, you look good. Wake Forest, you look good. I think it ended up, I mean, double OT came down to some depth. And Wake Forest just isn't there yet. I don't know what we said about – I think we said it was going to be close. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't remember. I I think I think we both went with Clemson. We both did, yeah. Uh, and I think we both kind of agreed that. Uh, it was. Now Clemson did they they were a seven point favorite, right? Did they they covered that? So I no, think we they they won by six. Cause they didn't. They oh, didn't they have won to kick by the extra six. Point. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, or they didn't get the two point conversion. That's what it was. Yeah, they didn't get the two. I think we both said it would be close though, and like I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of the country would have agreed with that. I mean, that's Wake Forest is a good team. They're not they're not someone you look over anymore. And I think Clemson, I, maybe if they're at home, they win by a lot more, no overtime. But playing on the road is not not a good thing for teams this year. I mean, yeah, and and at the same time, that stadium looked pretty empty to have. A, a good team on the field versus the number five team. Hey, there is you can see emptiness in the in yeah, the seats. But what a day from Sam Hartman! Yeah, yeah, six touchdowns, six touchdowns. <laughs> he kept them in it. That that's what you could say about that. Still Wake not Forest, enough. If you don't have Sam Hartman, you're you're blown out. So be thankful you got him. Oh, also, glad, close. glad he's back too. I don't. I think we touched on it a little bit. He back from uh some uh what was it heart stuff something like that i don't even remember but he's back he's healthy so he's and like you just said they're not even in the game without him so sucks a guy like that you're you're not going to hear anything heisman related from him because of mostly probably because of this loss because for whatever reason the heisman goes to the best player on the best team rather than the best player so it is what it is i guess i guess we'll jump back to the the whole southeastern conference yeah i mean we're kind of going in order of the times the games were played in a sense right what time was the wake forest clemson game well kind of when they finished well, well yeah, that's true, that's true, too. That's true, too. Well, back to the SEC. Game day was in town for Florida at Tennessee. Well, it was nice of Florida to show up with a quarterback. Yeah, they finally got a passing touchdown. Four games in, first and you just now get year. your first one of the year. That, That's just – I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, but – Tennessee's defense is not not great. Good. They're not great. Personally, we're talking about like we said, they haven't scored a passing touchdown all year. Right. You let Anthony Richardson just throw all over you, which he yeah. has not been able to do against any team. Maybe it just took some games to get going. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought AR fifteen was the answer down there in Florida for the past two or three years, however long they've been trying to hype him up. Uh, but, hey, maybe maybe he's found a stride. We'll see coming up. They got some conference play, some division play. I personally feel that Tennessee could have won this game by 17, 20-plus. They, they, they kind of dominated. Defense, but, their yeah, defense their defense show. is just – Hendon Hooker had a great game. I think he's a legitimate Heisman contender. 
if Tennessee keeps rolling and keeps winning and he keeps playing as good as he does, I think that he is a serious Heisman candidate. We'll see. We'll see when they play somebody. Yeah, they and we'll see in a couple weeks. So. Yeah, that'll be the first. I mean, like Tennessee, like you, you look good, but at the same time, got a good win at Pitt. You, you sh- you struggle you against on, a bad Florida team. You hang on at home against Florida. Florida, not, uh, let's just say that in the last like minute of that game, Florida almost, Florida almost won this game. Yeah, it's just they it's not a good look. That defense, and, yeah, Tennessee's I, defense I is shaky right there. And it was funny to me watching that game. I think I think it was Gary Danielson. He said something along the lines of. Tennessee's going to win this game talking and then Florida scores and then they get the onside kick and it's like he he was just speechless. He wasn't saying anything. <laughs> yeah, so Tennessee's on a bye this week. We've got 2 weeks to prepare for their first test. Yeah, that's at LSU too. So it's a good test. It's a good good road environment to go get a win in if you can. So, like you said, 2 weeks. We'll see what Tennessee's made of. It's not a road win if it's at 11 a.m. Doesn't count. <laughs> well, you mentioned but, this earlier that James yeah. Madison is undefeated. Yeah. Um, App State, come on. What are we doing? I mean, do you want to be do you want to be in the NFC South? I guess they were pulling their best Falcons impression. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? I let, I let you since you're a Falcons fan. What what was the score? 28 to three. Ooh. At halftime. So it wasn't as late. Uh, at least it wasn't was. two minutes yeah. and 12 seconds left in the third quarter. But James Madison, way to fight. First year in the FBS, way to fight back. And you've never lost an FBS football game. So yeah, hats off to you. Right now, you're looking great for a New Year's Six Bowl in your first season in FBS. It's going to continue to look that way. They play in the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt. And I think they're the best team out there. I thought maybe it was App State, and the way they were winning this game, I was like, James Madison's getting punched in the. And then James Madison came back and punched them in the mouth. So they went thirty-two to twenty-eight. I don't know where this game was at. Was it at JMU? I don't. Know. It was at App State. Okay, so that's even that's even worse for App State. Good lord, in the mountains. In Boone, it's not, not and you blow good. a 25-point lead. In Boone, you're losing in Boone. Can't happen. Not after what you did last week. Can't happen. Yeah, so back to the... So you said Tennessee would blow Florida out. I did. I thought they would. And that didn't happen. They, hey, they at first... They they when they went up I think they went up thirty four to twenty one I thought they were about to just put them away and keep going and then that's kind of where their defense just I don't like you said their defense just isn't there and honestly if they don't figure out before they go to LSU uh, LSU's offense is looking good so it's gonna be a tough time but there was a. Uh, uh, Another and, overtime game Saturday, too. Yeah, um, Texas is back to being <laughs> Texas. What? <laughs> we we talked uh, about it Texas, after the Alabama Texas, game. Texas, Texas. We said, is Texas that team? 
Are they back? Uh, we both went with Texas, just the wrong wrong side of Texas. Yeah, so Texas loses at Texas Tech. In overtime. Yeah, in overtime, but I mean they, they showed some fight though. They were they drove down with about twenty seconds left, no timeouts, and they tied the game. Um, unfortunately they go to OT, Texas Tech wins thirty seven thirty four. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like Texas Tech is a bad team. They had a close one with Houston. Their only loss is NC State. Which is, that's a good NC State team. I, <laughs> that's a really good NC State team. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But Texas, they we t- talked about App State blowing a lead. This isn't nowhere near as bad, but you were up 31-17 to with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. And you lose that game. You, you just gotta put them away. Yeah, I, the I've never understood these games where you're up fourteen to twenty points in the third quarter, and it's like coaches kind of let off. They just let off the throttle a little bit, and they let the teams climb back in it. And it it almost seemed like that's what happened Saturday. Maybe Texas Tech defense just stepped up and got some stops. I didn't watch. I watched the ending of the game. I didn't watch the rest of it. I watched I watched Texas Tech tie the game or take the lead and then I watched Texas tie the game. Yeah, and, and this is this is looking back at week one with Florida State trying like you get you got to put them away. You can't I don't think you can let any team hang around. No, you at can't. All. <clears throat> you can't. Not not now. It's not like I said earlier, not 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 now with the NIL and transfer portal. There's teams that have players and talent that they don't usually have, so you can't you can't let a team hang around. You got you got to put stuff away. At, let, Kent State and Georgia, for example, Georgia and Kent, Kent State was hanging around with Georgia, but Georgia put them away. They that's why like if you them. let these teams hang around, they'll think they have a chance and they're gonna start playing a little harder. And this is what happens. This is the result. Hell, what the next game we can talk about? Ole Miss and Tulsa. Ole Miss could just couldn't put Tulsa away. This game should not have been that close. Now this one, this one we can actually chalk up to maybe Ole Miss was looking ahead. I absolutely agree. This one I would argue on Ole Miss's behalf. Same thing for Kentucky. Kentucky seven point victory against Northern Illinois, I think it was. Yeah, they were ahead. both. They, I they think were preparing for were each both other. Both looking ahead and preparing for one another. And Lane Kiffin made some comments about the stadium and you know empty seats and all this. So hopefully we see Vaughn sold out, full crowd. If that's even where the game is, I'm assuming it was since he made the comments, but. <laughs> But those Ole Miss fans, if you if anybody's ever been to the Grove, then you know what it's about. They have a good time tailgating. They get drunk. They have a good time, and obviously they don't make it in the stadium. So, and Miami is a fraud. Miami is 100% a fraud. Texas A&M's win no longer is valuable to me. Valid. I, I thought A&M getting that win against Miami was big. It was huge. Uh, granted, it was. They needed it, but I thought it was much bigger than – what it was middle tennessee state upsets them and it's not even like it was close it's a 14 point no, win it was it was an upset huge upset 
Middle Tennessee is 3-0 all-time against Miami now. I, you can't – if you're Miami, that's <laughs> – that's embarrassing. I mean, we're talking about Miami, man. We're, I don't know what else to say. Used to be one of the premier programs in the country, and I, I, you you haven't seen much from them. Mario Cristobal's first year, though, so maybe he gets it yeah, turned I'm around. Gonna, I'm gonna go back. I want to go back to A&M's offensive scoring, scoring 17, and Middle Tennessee State scores 45. I was about to say 50. Yeah, so A&M. We'll get into that Arkansas A&M game a little here in, here shortly. Because you just talked about A and M's offense, they didn't they didn't have offense in this game against Arkansas either. That that's a huge question mark for them. They also I, I forget the receiver's name, but they just lost one of their receivers for the year with a leg injury as well. So that's not looking good for Texas A and M. But Oregon, you want to talk about Oregon? Yeah. Oregon? Hello? Hey, I will say this struggling about in Pullman? I will say this about Oregon. You get embarrassed week one, and you've absolutely bounced back. Absolutely have bounced back. It's still, it's still such you, a smear on you, their record because the game wasn't close. Exactly. And you shouldn't beat Washington State by three. You should have beat them by 30. Like, Oregon, but, if they go the rest of the season and don't lose another game, it's going to go back to, are they, it's just really one of the best four teams that got obliterated. Well, they got obliterated by the best team in the country. So, in my opinion, if they went out win the Pac-12, I arguably they probably get in. Uh, I pro- I dis- I'd probably disagree with it if it happened, because uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't think they're one of the four best teams but their one loss would be to a team everybody would consider them to lose to. And considering it was week one, if you're going to lose a game like that, let it be the first couple weeks of the season, right? So that plays out in their favor. True. So we're going to go to the Eaton Words segment of this show. With... uh. Arkansas A&M, and Kansas State and Oklahoma. But we'll start with um, Arkansas. Mm. I don't uh, I, was, I was speechless when he kicked that field goal. Yeah, I made the joke that he should have got about 20 points just for hitting the top of the upright. Because if you try to hit the top of the upright, you can't do it. There's no no way Cam Little could do that again if he tried. We're going to call it an oink. Yeah, I I watched that field goal and my draw hit the floor. Like, there's no way that usually Usually you call them doinks, but we're going to call that one an oink because, geez Louise. I mean, honestly, though, there, there's one play that stands out to me in that game, and I think you know which one I'm talking about. K.J. Jefferson tries to jump over, reach over the top, gets score. the ball knocked out of his hands. And A&M, knowing they don't have offense, hands it to another defensive player to score a touchdown. I mean, great play, but if Arkansas scores this touchdown, I don't think the game's closed. 
Because nah, momentum's fully... They go up 21 to nothing. If, no, they go up 21-7 if they get that touchdown. Because that, that tied it. Well, no, that didn't tie it because A&M missed it. it was 14-14. No, A&M missed the PAT. Oh, okay. It was 14-13. No, they went for two. Oh, I thought they missed the PAT. They went why for two because they, they don't have an offense. Yeah, why would they? Jimbo Fisher's a fraud. So we ate our words on that one. We also are going to eat words right here in the Big 12. We said Oklahoma would roll over Kansas State, the team that seemed to be owning them the past few years. Yeah, because 41-34, to Kansas State goes into Oklahoma, gets a huge upset. But Oklahoma's home losses last 20 years, four of them belong to K-State. So Kansas State just – they're making they're making playing at Oklahoma their second home. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna eat our words because I'm pretty sure we both said Oklahoma's gonna win and win big and best team in the Pac twelve and blah 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 blah. But And we also know. said we also said Vanderbilt would cover. Vanderbilt did not cover. Vanderbilt just gave hey, up. Alabama came out in that game with I don't. I don't know. The they, 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 they knew. They knew what they needed to do. They took care of business. Um, it's funny to note in that game that in that game, I'm sorry, I was stretching my back. That's a good little stretch. But in that game, um, all the points were scored by Alabama players because Vandy's field goal kicker transferred from Bama a few years ago. So just a fun little fact. Um, also. Not that they've played anybody, but Alabama is the only team in the FBS that has yet to give up a passing touchdown. Um, and then LSU, since we're on the topic of our teams, they cover as well, dominate, do what they're supposed to do. So no hate on. Can't uh, hate they on just kind of played a basic, basic game. Nothing crazy. Well, knowing what you got to go do out. this week, so. But yeah, you shut did what out. you're supposed to do. You can't be do, mad so. about a shutout. You're not going to hate on a team for when you play lower competition. If you beat up on and win the game, that you do what you're supposed to. You can't get hate for it. Oh, Could have been man. like the other teams and had the close game. Yeah. But we didn't. Jumping back to the Pac-12, another close one. USC survives, takes down Oregon State 17-14. You called that one. I did. On the dot. <laughs> Three points? Three on points. the dot, I said USC wins by three, and they had that. They I were said down it would be close. Yeah, I said it would be close to late, but USC did not pull away. But no, they had to have a late. I think it was like three or four minutes left. They with the fourth quarter, they scored the but go ahead touchdown. They get the win. Wins a win. I'm I'm gonna say Unless that you're struggling against these teams that you shouldn't be struggling against. True, but it's a win's a win at the end of the day. Even if you struggle against them, it helps you learn a lot about your team, learn about perseverance and getting through stuff. So, win's a win. Uh, since it's Washington, we're on the topic of Pac-12. Washington, they're they're still rolling. Beat Stanford 40-22. to With the way USC played and Oregon's play, Washington is my – team in the Pac-12 right now. They're they're looking like the best team out there. Out yeah, I want to eat my words on that one as well. Oh, you picked Stanford? I did, dude. I just thought I just thought Washington would come in big-headed. Wow. 
I picked Washington. I'm smart. Also, yeah. I would like to apologize to UAB and Rice. Uh, they play this Saturday. I did not read the dates correctly. Uh, well, that um, explained why so, there wasn't a line. Yeah. <laughs> they played They play this Saturday. So, obviously, um, we're both going to go with UAB there. But just so we don't have to remember to mention it. Yeah, well, we don't have a producer, so this is what happens. Yep. <laughs> it's just, um, it's just and then... Just to talk about Ohio State, since we touch on the top six teams pretty regularly, they steamroll Wisconsin. I don't think anyone's surprised here. In my opinion, after Georgia's showing, Ohio State should have been number one in the the AP poll that came out on Sunday. Um, But we're about to jump into that now. So, obviously, they're not number one. Georgia was still the number one team. Pretty much everything stays the same. So... Yeah, before we jump into the AP poll, um, Georgia Tech went ahead and let Jeff Collins go, or Geoff, however you want to look at it. <laughs> so they did. They they went. I th- I thought it was season's end, so they did just go ahead and. Is that what? The boot. Yeah. So interesting. I wonder why. They said we'll wait till the end of the season, and then just said screw it. We'll we'll just do it now. Um, I saw a really long list of like top names for this job. Two really stand out to me, and that is Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders and offensive coordinator for Alabama Bill O'Brien. Mostly because I want Bill O'Brien to get the heck out of Alabama. His offensive you game isn't good. Um, but he's not who I want. I just wanted to throw him in there because I want him going and would love to see him take a head coach job. But Deion Sanders, that do we do we think this is possible? Would he take this job if offered? No, I think he's comfortable where he's at. I think I have to agree to you. I th- I really think he likes where he's at right now. Other than the like, could he could he do it? Absolutely. I think right. I think he could. He could go in there and win. But right now, I don't think Georgia Tech's an attractable job versus where he's at right now. Like, you got to look at the recruits he has coming into Jackson State. But he could convince them to follow, though. hasn't been relevant in years. He could convince them to follow. If I'm him, I'm not leaving Jackson State. I'm not leaving Jackson State. Right. I I think I agree with you here. But the only thing. Like, who doesn't want to go. At the the same time, who doesn't want to go play for Dion? That true. But at the same time, with the stuff that's going on in Mississippi right now with the water and all that, it's got to be hard to be a head coach in Jackson, like the capital. You know, it's it can't be fun. Uh, but I do agree with you. I don't think, like you said, Georgia Tech is not very attractable. Uh, I don't know. I don't think money is the answer. Like Deion said, he's not going to go just because you offer him more money. I think he likes what he's able to do at Jackson State in terms of I mean, um, kind of that he, fast. Yeah, and he kind of has that same mentality as Saban. Like he, he's not – he's coaching young men um, for their personal lives, but also, you know, athletically and all that. So he, he likes what he's able to do at a smaller school. You're able to get to kids who can't make it to that big-name school, right? They're really good. They just don't have the grades to get that big name school. So, I like you said, I, it's not an attractable job, and 
I think Georgia Tech's going to have some trouble getting a guy in there that can win, getting a guy in there that can that just wants that job specifically. I mean, you know, like it's a it's still at the end of the day, it's an ACC job. Somebody's going to take it. So, oh, somebody will take it, but they they're going to have to give them more than a couple years to turn that around. That's a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe Georgia Tech right now. That's just. So you want to get into these undefeated teams that are left? I mean, we can. There, There's not really many in here. Let's see. There's one, two. I'm looking at a picture of them. Yeah, they're there's, in conference order. Yeah, there's really only two that stand out to me, and that's Kansas and Minnesota. The rest of them. Coastal Carolina, I mean, Jamie, James you, Madison. UCLA? Minnesota? UC, yeah, I said Minnesota and Kansas. UCLA, it's still early in the season. I'm not surprised that they're undefeated. Um, Penn State, Ohio State, Minnesota, Michigan. You know, that's your typical Big Ten teams right there. Same thing for the SEC. You got Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Kentucky and Tennessee kind of stand out. They're probably not undefeated four weeks into the season. And the ACC, it's pretty normal there Syracuse though Syracuse has been on the come up though they they beat Clemson a few years back they've competed with Clemson the past couple of years Syracuse is in my they're like Wake Forest they're they're on the come up they're they're getting there they're just not quite there um the one James Madison is the one that probably stands out the most being it's your first year in the FBS and you're undefeated so that looks really good a lot of times those teams come up from FCS or Division Two or whatever, and they get clobbered, slammed the whole time, and probably wish they didn't do it. But James Madison, they've came up and dominating. So may even win the Sun Belt their first year in. Who knows? Yep, so with Oklahoma losing the new top six, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and USC, round that out. Yeah, so pretty much it stays the same. Oklahoma just falls. What did they fall to? They fell 18. So, yeah, Florida State finally got in as well. They're finally in at 23. Kansas State, they got, I think, in at 25 after their huge upset. But Kansas, man. They're, They're coming. Somebody's losing this week. The only thing that I think Kansas State... I think they lost to Tulane at home, so Kansas is sitting at 26. So, like you said, they're coming. Kentucky moves into the eighth spot. Washington with another – they're rolling, man. They, they're they into the top 15. Florida, after their loss to Tennessee, they fell out completely. Tennessee, after that win, moved up to seven. So, now you're looking at Georgia, number one, Tennessee, seven. And Kentucky, eight, all SEC East teams. Usually we're used to that. Those three numbers right there being SEC West teams. So pretty pretty yeah. interesting to and see. We also asked, we, we asked last week about A&M and Arkansas. Like, how far would Arkansas have to drop? Because you obviously have to put A&M above them. And I guess we got our answer. Arkansas fell 10 spots to 20. I still feel like Arkansas is better than 20th. I wholeheartedly agree. 
I feel like they're better than 20th. But Minnesota's just, in at 21, their first top 25 ranking this year. I'm just kind of going through, just trying to see if I just. It's hard for me to believe that A&M moved six spots. I mean, spots. nothing, nothing wild. I mean, everybody no. moved up. It's A&M moving up six spots from 23 to 17, and Arkansas falling 10. I I feel like you're being too harsh on Arkansas there, but it's only week four. These rankings really don't matter. Um, I think the, the no, one just, thing this like week, we say every week, something to talk about. Yeah, I think the one thing this week with the rankings was Oregon's back into the top 15. We talked about it earlier. That that loss is – do we really think they're a top 15 team? I, I, don't, I don't know. Utah's in there. They lost to a Florida team that's not ranked. That's true. They lost to a bad Florida team. So I just – I mean, are you telling me Washington's not better than Oregon and Utah? I think uh, okay. Washington's the best team in the Pac-12. Me personally. Right now, absolutely. Um, NC State also cracked the top ten. So All right. I, think- I really wanna I really wanna get over this AP poll and talk about it this week because it is gonna be a fun week that I will not be watching <laughs> because I will be at Talladega. But I will be watching for updates on my phone because evidently this has nothing to do with anything. But Verizon has put up Wi Fi towers around the track. So if I can watch some games on my new iPhone 14 <laughs> Pro Max. What that would be awesome. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Um, Apple does not sponsor us, but they if should. they ever offered, I would say yes, because that is a lot of money. All right. So, top 10 know. matchup. They made this a top 10 matchup. They knew what they were doing. I'm so excited for this. Game days in town. NC State, Clemson. Clemson, six and a half. Let's go. Get into it. All right. Let's just start it off. Clemson, hard fault road win last week against Wake Forest. NC State's rolling. So, are they going to go into Clemson and get a big upset? I mean, after Clemson showed, uh, Wake Clemson showed last week, not saying Wake Forest was a bad team. I'm saying NC State's look really good. But being, being in the fake Death Valley, <laughs> Which I, I can say that because uh, we claimed that title when we beat them. But I think it's going to be a real tough game to win. That place is going to be rocking. It's always rocking. So I like Clemson. But, I mean, six, six and a half. So about touchdown is probably about right. So I'll take Clemson all the way. NC State's going to go in and get a big win. I love it. I love it. Big, big, big road win for the Wolfpack. Um, I mentioned it earlier. They're they're fighting. Uh, they're they're on the come up. They've competed with Clemson. And I think they can go in here and get a big win. Uh, like you said, Clemson's showing last week. It Not that Wake Forest is bad or Clemson's great. or I just think that Clemson needs to do a lot more this week if they, they want to hold off this Wolfpack team, so I got NC State by three. I'll say that by three. I love it. I mean, it's 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 damn near a toss up. Uh, yeah, honestly, it, it really is because I thought maybe Wake Forest was going to get it done last week, but that's that's why you play these games. At the same time, are you telling me Dabo is not going to clean up that defense? 
I've I've meant to mention that I think Clemson's really hurting without Venables being there. I really do. It's it's showing. I think they're hurting. It's something so, that has to be it. But we'll we'll see. We'll see what Dabo dials it because you know Dabo's a good coach, so he he knows how to handle these kind of environments, this kind of game. So it ain't the first or the last time that game day is going to be in Clemson, South Carolina. So and Michigan struggle last week. Possibly looking ahead to big yeah, game at Iowa. They got to go to Iowa, man. Michigan ten and a half. Uh, what I've seen from Michigan, the one I don't even know. That's probably not even the best team they played. I like Iowa in the upset. I, I'm gonna have to go Iowa too, and the reason being, we we've joked on Iowa not having offense. They've scored 27 in two straight games, and their defense can absolutely stop. Yeah, if you don't think Michigan. they're gonna come out and punch Michigan in the mouth, you're wrong. They. They, Iowa's defense can handle Michigan's offense, and Iowa's offense has showed up the last two weeks, and you're at home. Give me the Hawkeyes. Wave to those kids for me. Oklahoma State. Yeah, big one in the Big 12 here. Big matchup. Big 12. Big conference implications here. Especially with the tough loss, loss early yeah. in the year, but man, I don't see how Baylor loses. Not at home. You're you're a three point favorite pretty much at home, and you you need this win to con- with Oklahoma's loss. You 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 you're back in it for the Big Twelve. I thought after Baylor lost, they were in a lot of trouble. Uh, now that Oklahoma's lost against K State, this con- you you need this game it's open. Yeah, you need this you game. Need this win, and you're at home, so you, you need to find a way to win it. Texas, looking at you. Is anybody there? Is anybody home? <sighs> they're, you hey, can prove it right here against. Yeah, the they're they're West welcoming Virginia. in a very bad West Virginia team. I think. Um, yeah, I think I mean, Texas tickets are three dollars for this game. Yeah, Texas gets this one done. It's needed. And uh, especially with the Red River robbery coming up, so I think Texas, I think they cover as well. So I say Texas big. Yeah, I think I think Texas comes out and just makes a statement. And uh, it it's hard. I guess that job's just hard for any coach, you know, because I know a lot of fans down there in Texas. They're hating on Sark, right? Steve Sarkeesian, so. It uh, it's a hard job though. The expectations are high, and they obviously don't have the talent. But I think Texas gets it done. Oregon State and Utah. There's no reason this game should be close. Or no, my you... trip is is Oregon State good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The Pac-12 is probably the hardest conference to look at when the teams start playing each other. Because at home last week against USC, you would think you'd pull out a close game, you know. On the road, okay, you lose by three, whatever. But at home and you're up that late in the game, I think I'm going to go with what you said. I think Utah should probably blow them out, but – I. I don't know the, the pack. Regardless, I don't see Utah losing this one. 
No, that Utah shouldn't lose this, so I'm going to have to go Utah, but it's worth mentioning, too, this is a 1 p.m. kickoff. I'm not used to good seeing job, these West Coast teams good getting job. early kickoff, so it'll actually I might, I might actually watch it since it's not going to be at 12 a.m. kickoff for me. <laughs> so uh, I skipped over this one because it's on Friday, so I didn't see it. Washington at UCLA Friday night. Ooh. Washington wins. I agree. Washington goes in there and gets a big yeah, win. They're going to continue to roll. Washington, I'm going to say it for the third time, best team in the Pac-12 right now. They're going to get a big win on the road. Um, I'll make, I'm going to watch that Friday night. I'm going to tune into that one. Yep. Stanford, Oregon. I mean, Oregon's I don't have much to say. Win, yeah, this Oregon's game used to be win, really, really good to watch. Yeah, Stanford but... was good. Oregon was good. But has it hasn't been like that. Oregon rolls. Yeah, Oregon's going to roll here. Pac-12 is looking kind of crazy, though. So, I mean, Stanford just got destroyed by Washington, too. So, and Oregon, yeah. I don't know what that was at Washington State, but win's a win. Oklahoma, TCU. I wouldn't overlook this TCU team. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma wants to bounce back. Oklahoma's going to bounce back. Oklahoma I bounce back. Disagree. Oh, TCU's okay. got something to prove. I think Oklahoma wins this game big. They're going to bounce back and embarrass TCU at home. Now, I mean, if Oklahoma loses this game, this is that's their season. I agree, but they're not going to, so it's okay. Oklahoma's going to go in there and beat them. A game that both of these teams are probably looking ahead for. Kentucky, Ole Miss. It's in the Grove, like you said. Grove's going to be rocking. This one's going to learn. It's it's a big weekend. It's a tell the truth weekend, I think. We're going to we're going to learn a lot more about teams now. We're going to see what these teams are made of. And this is it to me. Ole Miss is a six and a half favorite. I think it's going to be closer than that. I think this is a coin toss game. Like, it's a it's 50-50. Kentucky's look good. Ole Miss's look good. Ole Miss hasn't had tests like Kentucky has. I mean, ah, I'm going to go Kentucky. I want to go Kentucky, Kentucky but big upset on the road. Second think, upset on the road. I think Ole Miss is going to get it done at home. Uh, Lane Kiffin, I think he's got some stuff up his sleeve. Lane Kiffin's built for these games, though. Yes, Lane Kiffin is 100% built for these games. I don't think Ole Miss covers six and a half, seven points against this Kentucky squad is a lot for me to want to go with, but I do think Ole Miss gets it done at home. Hey, yeah, you want to take this one? Yeah. Alabama at Arkansas. I mean, I'm clear, clear, clear cut going with Bama. I, I think gonna, 16 and a half is rude. Rude towards whom? Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas is at home. So you, and Arkansas yeah, wants yeah. to bounce back. But I, Alabama's Bama's a 17 gonna point win. favorite. Um, tough loss for this Arkansas. This game last year. This game last year was close. It was fun. It was a fun game last year. Tough loss against A&M for Arkansas. Looking to bounce back. 
And I think it's worth noting this Alabama team has kind of found their stride after that showing at Texas. Um, also, two receivers are going to possibly be playing this week that Alabama desperately needs, JoJo Earl and Tyler Harrell. They are some speedsters that can take the top off of some defenses. So if they're playing, I take Alabama in the points. If they're not, um, I don't know, like you said, that's kind of rude towards Arkansas. Well, I, I say Bama. Arkansas is covering 16 and a half. I, I don't see, I don't yeah. see three possessions. I, I think Alabama gets it done on the road, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you that 17 points is a lot to cover at Arkansas. That's three scores. And the only way that happens, I think, is if Alabama does what they've done in the past couple games with their special teams, defense, and offense scoring. And I just – I think that Arkansas offense is – it's going to be a true test for Alabama's defense. So, it, like you just said, it's going to be like tr- – the true true showing of teams we're gonna find out a lot Saturday and there's another matchup right there you're gonna find out a lot about Arkansas and their resiliency coming off a loss so yeah we're gonna find out about that then we're gonna find out about Wake Forest and Florida State Wake this Forest wants game. to bounce back Florida State yeah. wants to keep rolling Duke Campbell sold out this is a game that shouldn't fly under anybody's radar um, this Florida State squad, I think they mean business. And I think Wake Forest, uh, they just took a tough loss, and I think they're going to lose again at Florida State. And I think this six-point six spread is pretty favorable towards Florida State. I like that. I like the I like six Florida points. State. Yeah, I like, I like them covering. I like Florida State, and I like them covering because I think Florida State's the real deal. Also, I just want to see Florida State continue to win. That loss well, looks as not as bad every week. Fan, you you need you need that you need them to keep winning so that loss continues. Because in my opinion, that loss is not a bad loss at this point. It's not a bad loss, bro. Especially we, if LSU continues to win as well. Another yeah. fun one in the SEC West: Texas A&M at Mississippi State. State's a three-point favorite. A&M's looking to bounce back after some tough losses to App State. And then you beat Miami, who's overrated. Upset Arkansas. You upset Arkansas. And, I mean, I said they're still trying to bounce back because their last two wins have not been impressive, in my opinion. There's still no offense. Can they stop Mike Leach and that spread offense? Uh, A and M does not have an offense, but their defense is is strong. I don't. I think we're gonna see something similar, similar to what we saw with LSU and Mississippi State. And I think A and M's gonna get it done. Not so fast, my friend. I just don't, I don't <laughs> see Mississippi State being able to move the ball. Mississippi. State's I, I don't see win it. This game. They didn't move the ball against LSU. Yeah, Mississippi State's gonna win this game. Put it in A and M season. Uh yeah, I like state here. I like the spread. I think that I think A and M not showing me any offense is just the only reason I'm leaning towards state here. At least I know state has a pulse on offense. So three points is I mean, since they're at home, I guess I see it. I, I thought A and M would be favored in this game to be honest with you, but I think Mississippi State gets the win. Me too. Disrespectful. I don't know. That can, is can, can I take the next one? Can I take the next one, please? 
please. Yeah, got it, bro. <laughs> okay, can I take the next one? All right, LSU Auburn, um, Tiger Bowl, as they call it. Um, LSU oh, has Bowl. no reason that we don't beat the Harson out of Auburn. Yeah, that was nice. Like the, this, this should be. Hey, I wasn't going. I came up with that just now. <laughs> <laughs> if it, 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 this is LSU's chance to show, like, hey, look at us, we're here. LSU wins this game. There's so many ranked teams that could potentially lose, and there's ranked teams playing each other. LSU wins this game. We'll be in the top 25 because we there, there's no reason that we shouldn't beat the hell out of Auburn. But at the same time, we like to do weird stuff when we're playing Auburn, regardless of where it is. But I just don't I don't see Auburn stopping anything. So um, I'm clearly going with LSU by like at least four touchdowns. Wow. Wow. You know this Auburn it, team is awful. This is one of those games for me. You you mentioned it um, when Alabama played Texas. I wish both of these teams could lose. You said the same thing with Alabama and Texas. I'm going to say it here. I wish LSU and Auburn could both lose. See, the only only time Alabama fans don't like LSU is when LSU actually looks good. They get scared. I've never liked LSU. They get scared when we actually What you're saying good. is very true, but that doesn't fit me. Alabama so. fans love talking um, about LSU when we look good. Let's see. It's just it's hard to go Auburn here. So I'm gonna go I don't LSU. know how you go Auburn after what you've seen all year. Yeah, I can't I can't go Auburn. I'm gonna go LSU at four scores seems kinda of wishful thinking. It is. I think, I think LSU by probably 10 to 14 is more logical here because um, Auburn last week their win it's just that voodoo Jordan hair yeah so I think crap. I think us winning by four, four touchdowns is just as likely as the game being a three point game 100% that's the best way to put it you know at Jordan hair and then LSU Auburn always just crazy <laughs> it's happens. literally equal chances for us to pull them out as it is to be a Last second game. I think I think it's one of the one of the games that most of the country will tune into, um, behind Alabama and Arkansas. But yeah, hopefully we're not watching past the first quarter. We'll see, man. But Alabama, Arkansas, and LSU, Auburn. We're gonna learn a lot about some West teams this week. SEC West teams. The SEC West will take shape. We'll see if it's a <sighs> two that, team race or a three team race with Ole that Miss. game. LSU at Auburn is just like I. You just don't know. Like you said, it's just as likely LSU wins by 40 as it is that LSU or Auburn win by three. Obviously, I don't think either of us think Auburn can win by more than three. I, if Auburn wins, it's going to be two or three points. It's going to be close. Well, Auburn have to lose the game more than two times to win this one. <laughs> um, I think this one is big because Texas Tech comes off a huge upset against Texas. And they're at Kansas State, who just went into Oklahoma and upset them. This is absolutely so, another game you don't want to overlook because this no. is going to be another great game. This week, I'm so excited about this week. This is, I love Kansas State. In this Kansas State just they want they want to prove it. So prove it. They're not. They're not. Texas Tech yeah, wins so. this game. I think you're right. Actually, can I can I take it back? I, I didn't I didn't write it down. <laughs> I think I think Kansas State's going to have a big head. And I think Texas Tech is a well-coached team. 
and they're going to go into Kansas State. They're going to get a win, and they're going to keep rolling. Um, Kansas State, hats off to you for a huge upset last week. I on, Honestly, I would love to see them get a win here. I just don't see it happening. As, as much as I want to see this Kansas team continue to roll, <laughs> I'm – I can't be wrong every week. This is the game Iowa State <laughs> beat somebody that no. they shouldn't beat. No, wrong. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kansas. I want to see you guys just continue to roll, but this is the game. Oh, wait. No, it's at Kansas. Never mind. It's at Iowa State Kansas. only does this on the road or at home. It's at Kansas, and oh, my God. Let's go, God. Kansas. Rock Chalk, baby. All the way. Three and a half point favorite. Iowa State has a great defense. But let's go, stadium, Rock Hawk. I'm going with Kansas. That stadium is going to be sold out again. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be chalking. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Jayhawks are going to win by. It's going to be Jayhawking. <laughs> <laughs> Jayhawks win by. 17. Let's go, baby. We're right with Kansas. Kansas is now America's team. They, they are, dude. I love Kansas. Sorry, right Boone. Those all crimson unis they wore last James week. James Madison. Oof. This is not a shocker, really. All right, let's go. You know, I mean, you know, we talk about college football for over an hour. Uh, we're gonna go like, run to the NFL. Bread and butter, buddy. We have all these stats and these notes, and I really don't want to read them, but we're gonna. Well, the the one that is super uh, NFL this week: Dolphins beat the Bills. We got our question. Freaking Tua. We, we didn't need anybody to answer our question. God said, "Here's your answer." 21 to 19, Dolphins beat the Bills. Tua, 13 for 18, 186 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen, they threw the ball 63 times. 42 oh, yeah, six touchdowns was the week before, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Edit but, that out. Uh, it's worth, it's worth uh, the Dolphins are under investigation by the NFL Players Association. Um, in that game, Tua took a hit. He had his head on the ground. He tried to hold his head up for whatever instead of just going straight back on his back. Um, it's something to do with concussion protocol. Um, honestly, he probably should have came out of that game. I don't know if you've seen the play where it happened, but when he no. stood up, his legs looked like spaghetti. He could barely walk. So they're under investigation. But I think Tua kind of, regardless of if he knew he had a concussion or not, he knew he the team needed him. They, he needed to go out there and play. And they get a big big win. At yeah, home we said, is anybody close to the Bills? Apparently, the Dolphins said, excuse we me, we are. We and we we will beat them. And they did. It was impressive. Good win for the Dolphins. Uh, AFC West... <laughs> it's just kind of funny. The Broncos and the Chiefs are tied for first in the AFC West right now. Yeah, the Chiefs are definitely better than them, though. Yeah, Chiefs in three weeks, 88 points scored, 2-1 and one record. Broncos in that same span, 43 points with a 2-1 and one record. Chiefs obviously have way more offense than the Broncos. So the reason the Chiefs and the Broncos are tied uh, is because the AFC South absolutely beat up on the AFC West this weekend. The Jags beat the Chargers, Colts beat the Chiefs, which is interesting, and the Titans beat the Raiders. So Colts beating the Chiefs is almost like the Dolphins beating the Bills. It's something 
you just wouldn't have guessed happening. Uh, out of the team, 32 teams, there's only two left unbeaten. And I don't think it's anybody you would have thought at this point in the season. Dolphins and the Eagles. Yeah, just like everybody predicted, right? Uh, right. Dolphins are at Cincy. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I can't talk. Cincinnati. Thursday night on Prime Video. I don't know if anybody actually watches those games on Prime Video, but apparently they think they will because I'm not turning that on. And the Eagles, they have the Jags this Sunday at home. I can't believe you didn't tell, talk about the Falcons getting a win on the road. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, Saints suck. Yeah. You know, Aaron yeah, Rodgers beat Tom it's, Brady. Yeah. It's hard It's hard to talk about. Like, when stories like the Dolphins beating the Bills happen, you tend to look past all this silly other wumbo-jumbo. But since you just brought it up, Falcons, Lions, and Dolphins, they're all undefeated against the spread. So, is moral Cooper victory. Rush going to be the starting quarterback when Dak Prescott returns? Yes. I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you put Dak back in there. You cannot. Someone... You, you, when somebody's gelling with your team the way Cooper Rush is, you can't just say, oh, our million-dollar man's back. Sorry. We're also you ride it out until he has a uh, yeah, that's true. But I personally, you ride that out until until he has a bad showing, and then you put Dak in there, you know. But like you said, we're talking about the Cowboys, so odds are they'll put Dak in when he comes back healthy, and they'll fall apart. Yeah. So NFL was some news talking about the Pro Bowl being replaced. With a skills competition and flag football game, no more full content I, contact. I think this is a great move because I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember the last time I watched a Pro Bowl, but I do. If I can catch it, I'll watch the skills skills competitions because it's fun to watch. But I think this is a great move. Isn't it? It's still gonna be the Sunday before the Super Bowl, correct? Well, what are your thoughts on it? Ah, huh? Did, did you get my question? Is it? It's still the Sunday before the Super Bowl, right? Like, did they move when it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I no, like it I a lot. I, I like it a lot. Um, obviously, I don't think you're going to see the Super Bowl players. They're not going to participate still. Um, they might, I guess, since it's not full contact. But I think it's a great move. It's a great decision. Um, the skills competition's always fun to watch, and then just the flag football. It's gonna, it, it'll be more entertaining, I think. So, yeah, I think it's a great move. I think it's a, it's a good decision in terms of player safety as well. Um, they're already playing seventeen games, and then playoff teams they play an extra three or four, two or three somewhere around in there, depending on how far you make it. So. And I get they make a ton of money doing it, so they should play all these games now. Player safety, it needs to – it goes back to what I was talking about, the Dolphins being under investigation by the NFLPA, throwing Tua back in their concussion protocol and all that. So player safety is a huge thing, and it, it's a good move. I like it a lot. The Saints play at 8.30 Central Time Sunday morning. That's it. Where are they at? London. Oh, they're in London. Who who are they playing? The Vikings. Ooh, Saints and Vikings in London. Yeah, who cares, dude? I'm Nobody. so over this. 
Who's getting up that early to watch that? Not me. I mean, I'll be up at Talladega. Yeah, I'm not watching nothing on a Sunday morning. Forget that. MLB. More teams clinched. Being Yankees clinching playoff berth. Yeah, no one's surprised. And the Cleveland Guardians, I mean Indians, are AL Central champs. For the first time since 2018. Nice. Nice. And evidently, the Dodgers clinch home field like it matters. Because it's the Dodgers, and we all know who owns them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised that the National League's going to go through Dodger Stadium. They're hands down the best regular season team year in and year out. Uh, they tend to not get it done in the postseason, though. So, like you said, we all know who owns them. But I think the the best story right now when it comes to the playoff race is the NL East. Uh, the Marlins beating the Mets? Uh, yeah, well, since you just said that, the Mets are 1-6 in, in September at home against the Marlins, Cubs, and Nationals. The Mets are metting. The Mets are meeting, and the division is tied again. Uh, right now, the Marlins are up 2-0, bottom fourth. And the Braves are down one run, which they were down last night, too. And we saw how that ended. Were oh, they down last night? No. I don't remember. Yeah, they were down 2-0 last night, so we yeah. saw how that one ended. But it pretty much, I mean, it's going to come down to the three-game series this weekend. Like it's been setting up. All month. Yep, and then with the hurricane coming in, I saw some stuff about the Mets' offer to play tomorrow afternoon, I think it was, to start the series then. But the Braves have had one day of rest since I think it was September 6th. So they've played, like, a ton of days, and, like, the the Braves declined, and obviously Mets fans are upset and saying, uh, but, like, you can't knock the Braves. They 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 need rest. They they're on a road streak right now. They haven't been home in some weeks, so you know it is what it is. It, it looks bad on the Braves for declining to play early, but also yeah, they haven't been home. It'll be it's it's been some time. It's been a long almost time. a week. Yeah, it's been almost a long a week. time. It so I think I meant to say three series, not three weeks, but still, it's it's been a long time. And they haven't had much rest, so um, yeah, obviously very, they're going to... Very likely, somebody's clinching the division this weekend. Yeah, I mean... Well, I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't think that's true. It's not... It's hard to say, because, you know, there's still games to be played afterwards. But more than likely, the winner of this series this weekend wins the division. Because after they play their three games, they have they both have another three game series. The Bretts have the the Bretts. I just combined the Braves and the Mets. Holy, the the Braves have the Marlins and the Mets have the Nationals. So, like you said, technically no the division doesn't come down to this series this weekend because 
the Marlins and the Nationals could end up sweeping the Mets and the Braves. I mean, you, it, it could go anyway. It's just going to be okay, a fun into the season. So, if we go into the series tied or up one game, we control our own fate with a series win. And if we sweep, we'll win the division. So if we sweep them, and we, if we go we in, if we go in down one game, we'll have to sweep them to control our own fate. Okay, so win tonight. So really, we just win. Braves need to win, win tonight, and then go in and sweep them, and you're in at least champs. If Mar- Marlins stay up, and win that game, we go up one game. We'll be up four games with three games left, and we can't lose. Okay, I see what you're saying. So basically, Mets lose and we win. All we do is sweep and we're division champs. I get it. I get it. Because then we could drop yeah. all three to the... Yeah. Cause yeah, and we be, could... still be up one game. One game, yeah. So that's that's your but, division update in the NLE. But Atlanta's not... We're not going to sweep the Mets. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to sweep the Mets, but anything's possible. Uh do want to touch on Bryce Elder. What a what a game Monday night. First Braves rookie to since 1990 to throw a complete game shutout. So good job young man. And on the NASCAR. So I picked Kevin Harvick. You picked Austin Dillon. And the results are in. The results are in. <laughs> Play the NFL NFL draft noise. <laughs> um, Austin Dillon did finish ahead. Let's go. Because. Oh, here we go. Here's an excuse. Kevin Hart, right. <laughs> so Austin Dillon has finished 17th. Kevin Harvard right. Oh, wait. Is that a. Is that a DNF? Kevin Harvick did not wreck. Kevin Harvick finished 19th. Austin Dillon finished 17th. And that sets up for this weekend at Talladega. The current standings. Wagano first. 37 points above the cutoff. Chastain second. 25 above the cutoff. Larson 23 above the cutoff. Blaney 22. Hamlin 15. Suarez 11. Chase Elliott 11. Briscoe's up 7. Um, this all changed because uh, William Byron got a penalty and he got docked some points. So now he's eight points below. Cendric seven points below. Christopher Bell's 25 and Alex Bowman is 26. So some of the drivers we picked are not looking good. We must be bad luck. It's sounding like it. Yeah. So going to this weekend is going to be fun. Um, it's wild card race. Literally anyone can win. So with that. Being said, Dylan, who's your pick this week? Hmm. Who's typically good in Talladega? I know you said it's wild card, but who? It's just, it's it's just random. Yeah, it's who's there at the right time? Who won? Who won the last Talladega race? Ross Chastain. But All right, so he ain't winning it this time. Sheesh, yeah. Also, I will say Austin Dillon did win the last plate race. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. All right, We're, an awful pick, but okay. 
we're talking about who wins Talladega or highest finish at Talladega between our two. Is that what we're doing again? Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, Chase Elliott, rag my pit. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. Okay. There you have it. Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace. And the question of the week, Dylan. Yeah, so the question of the week, uh, we're pertaining it to college football. We probably should have asked it earlier um, because this question kind of just pertains to the just Georgia showing a little bit of weakness against Kent State. So is there a team in college football that is clear-cut, head and shoulders, above, better than everyone else? And for me, I'll, I'll answer So first. right now I would say Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. Ohio State, I already answered. Me, so uh, I guess who answered first? Me. <laughs> to me, Ohio State does, in fact, they, they seem like they're the best team in the country. Uh, that week one game against Notre Dame is week one. Like, okay, look what they've done since then. Beating up on the teams they should have. They beat Notre Dame the way they should so, have. What do you say so, about Oregon? Hmm? What do you say about Oregon? That's, that's what I said, week one. I mean, that's, it's hard to judge a team off of the very first week of the year. Um, what about week two? <laughs> now, I earlier I did say the first two weeks, it's hard to judge a team. So I give teams pretty much, I mean, we're, week, we're going into week five now. So after this weekend, it's kind of, you know where everybody's at, right? The first, like, I'd say through week three, it's still question marks all over the place. It's really taking shape. Yeah, after week four is when you're like, okay, here are your clear-cut best teams, but I don't think we have a clear-cut best four. Uh, So Ohio State stands out the most to me. So, And we both said that, so I'm glad we agree. Yeah, before you wrap this up, um, if you guys are listening, have you ever tried the Ghost Energy Drink? Because that stuff is so good. It's insane. It, it, the flavors are what they say. There's not a bad flavor. But with that being said, there are flavors that are better than others. But regardless. They're all good. They're, they're all, all good. good. Drink Ghost. Hashtag ad that we're not authorized to say. But we're telling you guys to go try it. Because it is good. It, it's so good. And the very first time I bought it, I remember thinking, there's no way this is going to taste like a red or blue Sour Patch Kid. And by golly, did it ever. <laughs> it was so good. And like like Justin just said, they're all good. I've had probably every one of them. So go get your can if you haven't. Go get you a can. Shout out, Ghost. We like Ghost. Ghost, I like to try your other flavors that I haven't tried, even though I've probably tried them all. They got a new one coming out. Download their app, and September 30th, U.S. only, 12 p.m. Central Time to 1 p.m. Central Time. You pay for shipping. You can try. They'll send you one can of Warhead's Green Apple. So do that they have a registration 12 p.m to 1 p.m central time on september 30th u.s only 
and all you do is pay shipping and they'll send you a, a can of Warhead Green Apple. So I can't wait for that. Got an alarm set on my phone for that, so I remember to do it on Friday. And with that being said, anything else to add? Um, no, just thank you guys for listening and, we'll, you know, thoughts and prayers again with everyone down in Florida and up and down the East Coast with Hurricane Ian hitting. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. And one more thing. I freaking love college football. It's so fun. I think they can tell. And that's it. So thank you all for listening. Bye, you hooligans.